Let's make today the day you start the business that will change your life. You'll learn how at Income School. Income School is about taking your income into your own hands by creating a website that people will love, building a following, and earning a living online. And now your host, Jim Harmer. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Income School podcast. I am joined by two geocachers, uh, Sunny and Sandy, and they are going to talk to us about their website, podcacher.com, that they have been working on for nine years. And they've grown a large community from it, but they feel like they're having some trouble with the monetization uh, part of the website. So Sunny and Sandy, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jim. Thanks. Hey, thanks for inviting us. Well, uh, Sonny, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the, the business that you've started, when you started, and kind of where you are now. Well, it started back in 2005, and it's because uh, I'm a tech geek, and I thought, hey, we ought to do a podcast. And my wife, Sandy, said, well, we ought to do it about geocaching because we, we enjoy doing that, and we can share it with other people. And so uh, with that back in 2005, uh, with a little small MP3 recorder on our, our sofa, we started recording a podcast. And then it, it grew over time. It, it was a hobby. Um, I was fully employed, and um, we've grown a following and improved our uh, – our techniques as well as our equipment and our content's pretty tight now. So we've got a pretty uh, refined show and a, a decent following of, uh, of geocachers around the world. That's awesome. Um, and Sandy, tell us a little bit about your numbers right now. How much income is the business bringing in? What are you getting in terms of website traffic and, uh, and, uh, and downloads of the podcast? All right. We um, let's see. We we have we make about uh, nineteen hundred dollars a month in income. About four hundred dollars of that is Amazon affiliate sales, and about fifteen hundred a month are paid subscriptions for our premium content. We give out uh, special audio that we record that only the uh, paid subscribers get access to, and so that's what they pay for. Um, our average downloads lately have been three thousand to thirty five hundred per episode. Um, we, we've had as much as 5,000 on really popular shows right. when we interviewed a, a big celebrity in our, in our space. Yeah. Um, let's see, we about, have about 3,100 likes on Facebook, 3,500 Twitter followers. Um, we, our Google Analytics uh, uh, that I just looked at, I haven't done a lot with that. Um, just on a monthly average, we have about 2,500 users, eight to 10,000 page views, and 4,500 sessions. So that's kind okay. of where we're at. Okay, um, so you're about 8,000 sessions. All right, so you, you've developed a, a pretty good community over this time. Mm -hmm. tell, me, tell me what, uh, if you could go back to nine years ago, what would you have changed in the business to, to end today a little bit differently? Well, that's a really good question. Um, you know, we started as a podcast, and so we're we're rather well followed there. Um, but I don't think everyone listens to podcasts. I think if I were to change one thing and could go back, it would be that there are consumers out there who are more interested in reading reading content, like in a blog, mm -hmm. in a written form. So um, that might be something that we're looking towards um, ramping up right now is is providing more content for those uh, geocachers who don't listen. It's a podcast mm -hmm. for whatever reason, but they'd prefer to maybe 
uh, read something and Google about it and then read it, read it through our site. And, and therefore, we establish ourselves as um, authorities in that venue as well as podcasting. Yeah, I don't think we really uh, thought about putting a lot of other kind of content, like Sunny saying, um, articles on the website and driving people to the website. We mm-hmm. just thought about getting people through our audio sh- show. You know, they'd find us on iTunes or whatever. So we hadn't really built up our website as a destination and to draw in people from a lot of different uh, places. Okay, and we can see that now. I mean, with 8,000 sessions on the website mm-hmm. over nine years, that's very, very low. Obviously, we'd like right. to see that a lot, lot higher. But, but you focused on the podcast, and that's going well for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. And I think if there's one more thing I would change, it would be to develop some kind of product uh, to brainstorm some kind of product or something that would deliver, obviously, something of service, something that's helpful to our our geocaching listeners and at the same time make us billions of dollars. That's, 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 right. that, that's what <laughs> that's, I would change. That's the <laughs> aim. <laughs> well, what, is, what are your needs from the business right now? Uh, I mean, tell me where you are kind of financially with the business and where you need it to go and how long you have to get there. Well, um, recently I, I've been out of a job and I, we, we need to, how can I put this, uh, stop the hemorrhaging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we, in order for us to reach equilibrium where we're n- not either saving nor losing money, we, we need to uh, increase our business by about 3000 a month and that would get us to zero each month. Okay. Um, anything above and beyond that, that would allow us to begin our savings again. Uh, and, and so that's, that's our target goal right now. And are you pursuing other work then as well? Yeah, I, I am. Um, I'm, I'm looking at other uh, opportunities as well, but um, some of those are being ramped up. Another one is actually another online um, thing that I have not yet launched. Okay. Um, and uh, I've tried professional photography here in, in the San Diego community and uh, making small bits, bits there as well. I also teach uh, part-time at a university, and so that brings in a little bit of income. But uh, really right now our focus is to tr- try to uh, increase the income that we're getting from Podcaster and our other uh, online businesses. Okay. So le- let's talk about, uh, about where to go from here. I want you to, to think of, and from talking with you a little bit before the episode, uh, it sounds like you really have this mindset. But I, I really want today to be a time that we can step back from everything that you've done and tried and already even accomplished and just leave that on the table and approach this this uh, this this coaching call and and where to go with the business now as if you just purchased podcaster.com so you know you you went on flippa you just ju- you just bought podcaster.com Mm-hmm. And you say, all right, where do we go from here? Okay. So try to think of your your business with completely fresh eyes. And uh, my fresh eyes, as I, as I look at the business, obviously there are great things happening. I mean, if I was just starting a business right now, I would kill for the audience of nine years that you've that you've built up and people you've met face to face, and the name you have in that industry. That part is an asset. But now let's let's look at some of the liabilities or places to improve. Uh, one is the website uh, needs real real help, okay. mostly because people aren't going there. After nine years, there should be a huge flood of people attending a website. 
but you focused on content on the website that won't really drive uh, Google traffic at all. Uh, You know, you know, for my podcast episodes, nobody ever comes from Google and lands on a podcast episode unless they're searching photography podcast. Mm -hmm. But I mean, even if I talked about, you know, the very topic that they searched, Google is not sending them a podcast result because it's not a great experience. You know, come to this website and you can listen to an hour of audio and somewhere (laughs) in there is your answer. Come on. That's not, that's just not what podcasts are about. Uh, So, so from that standpoint, the website's really weak in terms of just, you know, the experience of somebody new coming from Google or, or Facebook or wherever and wanting to find information. It's not a great resource for me who I, I go out with my two kids and we've done pod, we've done podcasting. <laughs> we've done geocaching <laughs> a couple times. Um, it, it's not a great resource for me that uh, to, you know, why can't I find a cache or, or, you know, tips for getting started or how does, how does, how does geolocation actually work anyway? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that kind of thing just isn't there unless you want to listen to podcast episodes. Is that fair to say? Oh, I think so. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's something that needs to start happening every day is you start to become a blogger and mm-hmm. every day write some kind of, of, of text article on there. It's going to be great for the people who are already listening to your podcast to now have uh, that, hey, you know, there, there's some pretty good stuff on there. Even if it's, you know, uh, you know, not necessarily how-to stuff, but how about the 21 most evil caches on the planet? And, you, you know, <laughs> right. you have users on Facebook submit the most evil cache they've ever been to that's so hard to find. Uh, and you just, it's just a fun post of something to do. Then people can be pinning that on Pinterest and sharing it on Facebook. And, and it's something that other websites in the industry are going to want to link to because it's cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, you know, 21 uh, cheap waterproof containers under five bucks. And, you know, just whatever. Just, you know, start to become a blogger and have one of those posts going out every single day. That takes uh, a lot of focused effort but i i think it's worth it because however we're going to monetize this all roads lead to the website no matter which monetization strategy we pick somehow we got to get them on the site yeah that's awesome and we're writing things down right now those are those are great ideas you know and uh that's something we're and we've learned from your um your uh, income school site as far as those headlines you know those Mm -hmm. catchy headlines uh, but th- those are awesome suggestions. <laughs> and, you know, another thing I picked up from your uh, income school is also that um, that engagement, that layered engagement. Yes. And so we definitely want to drive people to our website and want them to subscribe to our podcast. But but our next step is moving them forward to some sort of purchase. Right. Yeah. And I think even though we have a Facebook community, um, we still uh, we still want to drive them to the website First, and I think we can even take some content from our audio oh, yeah. shows and use that, you know, for a piece of an article. I, oh, I think. big time! Yeah, I yeah. mean, you have four hundred seventy-eight <laughs> episodes of yes. your podcast. <laughs> yeah, you should I, have a lot of material to work with for your blog. A whole exactly. lot, yeah. Okay, so uh, um, another thing that I would do, and this is a quick fix; it can be done in twenty-four hours. Is I would take your current logo. Don't don't you know totally change it because it's uh 
you know, you don't want to lose the brand that you've built over nine years, but take it and go to 48hourslogo.com and just submit it and say, hey, this is my logo. I've been using it for nine years. People recognize this or that about the symbol, but, yeah. but I want a 2014 update. Okay. And uh, you, you're going to, I mean, that's a hundred dollar fix. And, and I just want people that when they get here, they say, this is the big wig in this, in the player. You know, when somebody decides, Hey, I'm going to take my kids out geocaching that when they land on your website, we want them to say, ah, this is the, this is the one, this is the site that I was looking for. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, that's and a good suggestion. Just a little refresh like that can, can help. I, I do that, <coughs> you know, even once a year, I'll take a look at my logos and say, all right, do we need a little tweak? You know, is the design getting a little bit outdated? And even the design that I had for my website four years ago, when I look at it now, uh, when I look at that logo, I say, sheesh, it looks pretty 1990s. (laughs) (laughs) Design really does, it just changes. Sure, Um, okay. Okay, Um, then I I would also take a look at the WordPress theme. It's a very functional theme, uh, especially for for a podcast. But now that we're going to start adding blog content on here, we want it to uh, we want it to look reader friendly. And right now, I think this is functional for a podcast. Where you know, for a podcast, all the somebody wants to go to the website for is, hey, he mentioned a link. I want to go grab it, and that's all. So I think it's very functional for that. But I would take a good look at at a new WordPress theme, um, especially where you have skills in IT, and, and this isn't going to be you know a week long project to switch. Uh, this this should be easy enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's great. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think since you're technically inclined, I would probably uh, take a look at, at Genesis. I think that's 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 a good theme. Okay. For somebody who's brand new, I, I usually recommend Woo themes, but but with your skills, I would go with Genesis. Okay. Yeah, and um, we, we, we looked into that, and um, I think you're definitely right, especially when we want to put out a blog and occasionally truncate some of our articles and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, changing over, over to a different theme might work. You know, we... We picked this theme long ago, and it's been working. But uh, hold on, but uh, obviously it's not it's not something that we we want to continue if it's going to inhibit us. Right. Um, another thing to think of, because now we're I, I I my concern is when I just Googled geocaching, I looked through nine pages and didn't find you guys' website. That's mm. a little bit scary because you've been around for for nine years, and so you should be right up there. I mean, sure. way right at the top. Um, mm-hmm. And and I didn't see that, and and that's probably because of the podcasting centric kind of focus. Mm-hmm. But we're we're going to need to do some real work on building that up. You you, uh, you should be just killing those rankings. You should yeah. be number two probably, um, because you know obviously the the big one where all the caches are listed, whatever that is at geocaching.com. Right. Yeah, that's a big one. That's going to be number one. It's going to be pretty tough to beat that. But you should be two. You know, sure. you, you should I think be so there. Too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we gotta get us I'll, up there. I'll call and tell Google. Yeah. Okay, you do that for us. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Then the, the forums. Um, you have forums on the website, and it looks like they're pretty active. That's awesome, but it's on a different domain, and so that's yeah. going to just kill the kill the uh, your your the benefit from Google of having that. So um, since you're technically, a, and, and who's running the forum? What's this operating on? Well, you know, that's something we've already been thinking about. Yeah. It's, um, it's an old 
BB2 form or something okay. that's even that's uh-huh. out of date. And it's actually, it used to be a lot more active and the activity has really gone down as people have really kind of moved to social media. Yes. But we had thought about using one of those plugins that you had mentioned uh-huh. um, to try to move the form onto our site. Okay. Um, and so I don't know if that's one of the ones you were going to maybe recommend. Yeah. yeah, BB Press is kind of the one that everybody's using. Uh, there are, there are, benefits and drawbacks to it i mean it's a behemoth it's it's quite the plug-in and Mm. so it it can have a tendency to kind of take over things but i i think it's worth doing that and and it the nice thing is it's big enough that you're probably going to find an import export feature so you you certainly don't want to lose all of these pages i mean don't even consider that yeah Uh, but but you'll probably find an import export and okay. uh, and if you could do that, I mean, it's it's a growing pain. That's something that's gonna oh, it's be a tough thing. But uh, I'm thinking this one's worth it to get everything on your site and then sure. do a redirect from this over. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be worth it. Just okay. make sure when you do that, you redirect all these pages from podcasterforums.com over to the main site. Just make sure every page has a redirect so we don't freak out Google anything like that. Okay. Okay. All right. Good tip. Okay, at that point, I think the website is in pretty good shape. Uh, it just needs an update. It's tough to think about your business in a new way when you've been doing it for a long time. I had that just a couple months ago where I started to look at, at my website and I thought, you know what? When I'm launching a class, I do the exact same thing every month because I have a mm-hmm. system and it works. And, yeah. and I started to notice, hey, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get fewer people in there. What's the deal? And it uh-huh. just needed a refresh. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all there was to it. People kind of got, got a, they just, you know, I, they'd see the same message and they've been following me for three years and it's like, eh, ignore this one. And uh, so th- things just need a refresh. And I think that's, that's all we're really talking about here. All right. Okay. Now let's talk about the monetizing. So I, I see three ways that we can do this. This is a really, probably the toughest website to monetize that I've found. Usually I, I say build an audience and we're going to have, it's going to be a piece of cake to monetize. This mm-hmm. is one of those very limited, but but exceptions where actually this is kind of a tricky one to monetize uh, because there's not a lot of gear involved. You know, people are either going to use a, a GPS device, a standalone GPS, or they're going to use their phone and probably increasingly so uh, the phone as, as cell reception gets better and our cell phones get more advanced and the GPS gets more accurate. That right. now we can not only locate to 20 feet, now we're within eight. And uh, th- so that's, that's going to that's going to probably be a dying industry over the next several years. You know, mm-hmm. 10 years from now, I really doubt people are going to be using a standalone GPS device because a cell phone's just going to get too powerful at some point. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But but it, but people are still buying them now. And and you mentioned that that you know, the real serious guys are buying them because when you get out away from the city and cell reception, you want to have something. Mm-hmm. So so that's still a major purchase. So we can either do that through an affiliate or we could sell the GPS devices uh, themselves. Now, I think for something like this, it's not going to make a whole lot of sense for you to actually sell the you know a Garmin GPS on your website because 99% of the people are going to find your recommendation of what GPS you like and they're going to go buy it on Amazon. So I right. wouldn't waste your time with that. I think that just wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, but selling products is very viable. And as as I researched and try to find, you know, what can we do to pull some money from this industry? Uh, you know, selling containers because, uh, well. <laughs> Boy, this is a big failing. I should have explained geocaching at the very beginning. Uh, <laughs> geocaching is there's a website geocaching.com. Somebody will get a container, you know, usually a waterproof container, and they'll put a little log in there of paper and sometimes something funny. You know, this is the squirt gun container, whatever, and uh, and they'll put the GPS coordinates up and they'll hide the treasure. And then anybody can look up the coordinates and go find the the buried treasure, write their name on the log, and then they take a squirt gun and leave a different squirt gun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought of that example, but 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 it, it's a very grassroots kind of community, uh, very passionate community of people. I mean, people find you know thousands of them. They'll they'll do it for years, oh, yeah. and and they uh, they'll just every time they visit a city, they'll go grab a hundred caches in a day. You know, I mean, it's a pretty passionate community. We Sorry. should just mention that there's um, there's more than two and a half million of these geocaches yeah. around wow. the world. Every every single country, every country. has them. Yeah, uh, we've heard numbers of five to seven million uh, geocachers registered on geocaching.com. And, wow. and Jim, I, I want to compliment you. You did an awesome job of, of describing geocaching. <laughs> you, you ought to do a podcast on it. <laughs> Good job there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's geocaching. I've probably had people for the last 20 minutes screaming yeah. at their what, headphones. What ge- are you talking, talking about? about <laughs> what, what's geocaching? What's this container business? Yeah. All right. So people are buying, you know, specialized waterproof containers, uh, coins that they leave in there. You told me about trackable lanyards, just all kinds of little small things. But it's not like photography. It's not like auto racing where people are buying a ton of gear. Right, right. Yeah. Um, it's mostly kind of the lifestyle, cool, uh, cool, I'm going to get this little geocaching accessory. Um Okay, but selling products is a possibility. Now, you told me that you're working with another company, uh, trading advertising on your your website for their kind of exposure on Facebook. Um, Tell me a little bit about that deal that you have set up. Well, you know, we found them to be a very professional company, uh, very responsive, and... um, and we found that they obviously aligned with us because they they had a heart for geocaching as well. They had a, a lot of similar uh, customers. And so we wanted access to um, their social community network and following. And then we wanted to give them promotion for, for their thing. So we wanted to make this a win-win situation for both of our businesses. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been working out pretty well. Um, but that's that's the extent of the current uh, contractor deal is uh, just trading uh, promotion for for different benefits as well as uh, products as well as products um, yeah discounts right. for our listeners and some audio provided for our show as well mm-hmm. okay but but it's not helping you out financially right I mean I mean other than in a roundabout way right right mm-hmm. um, I really feel like it's time to stick your heels down and to extract money. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you realize that obviously with your current financial situation, and mm-hmm. I think to do that, it's time for a couple win lose situations. Okay. <laughs> All right, okay. that's a good way to put it. Okay, uh, and I, I, you know, I, I'm an easygoing, nice guy. I, I don't, I don't like people being mad at me, whatever. But, but I think in this situation. You, you got to look after yourself. And uh, I, I think that this is one area where you need to get in this business of, of selling product on your own website. Um, you know, you might put them off, but you know what? People understand, you know, just send them an email and say, hey, 
appreciate working with you. I like you. Uh, I, I want to be upfront. I, we're going to start our own store. It's going to launch in a couple months. And, and just, just be straight with it. There's, you know, people understand that. And you need to do what you need to do because, after all, you are a business. And a business, you need to yeah. do what's right. better, best for your business. True. Right. Okay. So to sell that product, uh, you probably don't speak Chinese and you don't know how to how to source <laughs> those items. But the kind of item we're looking at is probably something that you couldn't source very well in the United States. You know, if you buy a made in the U.S. container, it's going to be very expensive, and uh, and 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 it's a low cost item to begin with. You know, Walmart isn't buying their their Tupperware from. North Dakota, they're getting it overseas uh, because uh, with a low cost item like this, that's just the reality. And I I love it when you can, you know, support the country, support the local market, et cetera, wherever you live. But, but this is a situation and this is a business. You you just need results here. And so Mm -hmm. if that's the way to do it, we need to get it done. So the way to do it is go to Alibaba.com. This is one of the, it's one of the top earning, most valuable websites on the whole planet, but most people have never heard of it uh, oh, because okay. it's really just for sourcing uh, for exactly this. It's people who live in one country and want to source items from another country mm-hmm. uh, or, or even in your same company, but mostly it's people who are outsourcing from another country. So let's say we want to start selling waterproof containers. Well, if I just go to Alibaba.com, that's A-L-I-B-A-B-A. Alibaba.com, and I just search geocaching. I see hundreds, hundreds of products for geocachers, little uh, special-made coins and and uh, trackable lanyards and uh, and waterproof containers and GPS devices and and uh, lanyards for your GPS. I mean, I'm just seeing all kinds of products. Uh, okay. A bumper sticker. I'd rather be geocaching. I mean, everything imaginable. Huh. And so, what you can do is start small. You know, this doesn't have to cost a whole lot. Find a product that you can sell it at a good thing. Uh, you know, maybe it's a bumper sticker. And, you, you know, first of all, you may just say on your podcast, hey, we got these bumper stickers for you guys. I just thought it'd be fun. You know, they cost $4.99. Then I'll make it more. Make it nine ninety nine uh, in the store. Thanks for supporting us. And, you know, it helps them. They get their bumper sticker. But everybody, it, it's they're being nice to you because you're giving them great free content every week. Right. Um, and, and that's going to be a very low cost for you to, to jump into. I mean, 100 bumper stickers is going to cost you like 100, 120 bucks to get mm-hmm. or less uh, on Alibaba because you're buying in huge bulk. They won't even sell you one or two. They'll sell you one so you check it out and then you, you know, you make an order of 150 okay all right find find that one item or maybe it is something more maybe it's a waterproof container and you're gonna have to find a way to squeak out a thousand dollars to buy them but then you can have your uh, container and you can even uh, you know have these ordered and have your podcaster.com logo on it so it's kind of you know something that's like oh yeah i listened to that show i'm kind of one of the groupies kind of thing right right (laughs) coffee mug or something that's right a bobblehead (laughs) um but i really feel like that's gotta be built out uh over time you know it's probably going to be reinvesting into this for for some time to build that out until you have a lot of inventory Uh, but that could be i mean that right there could be your four thousand dollars a month uh that, that you need to make this business uh to make it run Uh, that could easily do it and one way to see how well you're going to do 
is go over to Amazon and just search the most generic word you can. So I'm just going to search geocaching. And I want to see what comes up. Now, the reason I do this is Amazon is no dummy. They're not just going to put up, you know, whatever product has the word geocaching in the keyword. They have had millions of people search geocaching on Amazon before, and they're going to send you as the number one result what they think you're probably going to buy. Okay. Um, so when I look through the first 10 items, I get a real good idea of what people are buying because Amazon is going to list them in order of what, what they want you to see. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, yeah. so number one is a beginner's kit for geocaching. It's a, a log. It's got uh, pencils in it for you, a little a little uh, waterproof, you know, it's a waterproof log book. Uh, and and just kind of general things for geocachers, and uh, so that's we we got an idea here that maybe we can put together a kit. And you know what? This does not look tough. What if you sourced off Alibaba, uh, you know, a waterproof container and a nice lanyard for your GPS that says podcaster on it. And you could just make a PDF, make a, you know, a printable nice on thick cardstock card of, of tips and, and how GPS works and a waterproof logbook and a couple nice pens. And that's it. Somebody's mm-hmm. selling this for $22 and, mm. uh, and if you're doing it from podcaster.com and you taught them how to do pod, how to do geocaching in the first place, then uh, people are obviously buying that. Sure. And, uh, you know, that it can have your logo and you're one of the groupies now. Uh, yeah, people are obviously purchasing that. And that, that could cost, I mean, nothing. You could, you could build that whole kit for at your cost maybe two bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a flat rate shipping that might cost you four or five dollars. And... Uh, and then you could sell this that's selling for 22. That's a really healthy, healthy margin on a product like that. No, it's a great idea. I especially like the idea of using Amazon's uh, intelligence and search engine <laughs> to to figure out what people are already looking for. That's great. Yeah, and I heck think, yeah. Yeah, I think adding our logo and, and things specifically oh, yeah. from us will also add value. And like you said, some people will buy just to help us out, right. but they're mm-hmm. also getting a great thing as well. Yeah, right. And also then, you know, you might have a, a tube, you know, one of these containers, like there are some here that's a, it's a fake rock and you have to break the rock in half to, to have the geocache inside. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you've seen lots of things like that. Oh, you, know yeah. this, mm-hmm. you know all this stuff. Um, but, you know, buy one that's super cool and then push that one out, you know, just hammer your audience say this is the coolest one because whatever you know find something you can be excited about right and really push it you know and now you know you had enough people buy it from pushing it to your audience that now you can keep that as a standard in your store then when it pays for itself now get another item and say i'm going to push this thing to the ground until it pays for itself and now it's a standard item in your store and we have an inventory of a thousand of them in my garage um and, and these are mostly very small items, inexpensive sure. to source, and, and really you could store it in a closet and not like have to buy a new house because you have so much inventory. You know, mm-hmm. with, with some products, you know, if we're selling rain barrels, good night, that's going to be impossible. <laughs> but with this, it, it's so small uh, that it's going to be easy to to just store in a house. They're, they're tiny little things, even if you order a hundred of them. Right. Yeah. Well, that okay. maybe that's an unexplored niche, the podcaster rain barrel. That's, that's, <laughs> where, where to store it? <laughs> 
All right, uh, great, great, great tips there. Okay. And then the next results that I'm seeing are a book on geocaching. How do you, how are your writing skills? Do you feel like that's something you could put together? Yeah, pretty good. And I think they've been improving. Uh, I, I mentioned I'm I'm writing uh, for another blog right now on my own, but I'm building it up before launch. And uh, Sandy and I have really talked about the fact that we have a lot of content over our 400 and almost 80 shows, 478 shows that we put out. And there's a lot of stuff out there that all we would need to do is reformat it for a readership. And we, yeah, we've thought about an ebook or maybe even uh, and taking some of the tri- tips that you've given on income school to turn it into an actual book that uh, is put out there by Amazon or or whatnot. Yeah, we're we're, we're looking into that, and I, I think we 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 be able to write articles that are that are engaging and compelling. Okay. Um, and one idea for doing that is before you write the the book. Um, I, I want you to go out and buy every book you got. No, don't buy them. Uh, <laughs> write to the author and say, I'd like to, um, I'd like to write a review of your book. Can you, and mention it on my podcast. We send it to me and then do it, write the reviews. That's more content for your website. Sure. And most importantly, see why they're the number one book, why this is the number 10 book. You know, see what it is that's making this book good, bad. Uh, You know, obviously we aren't going to copy their book, but we want to see what's going well and what isn't in these books before you write your own. Now, I did this recently for photography. I'm about to write another book in uh, in a niche in photography. And what I did first thing is I went and ordered, I think I ordered like 15 different books and uh, so that I could see, hey, why is this book number one? Why does this book stink? And th- I just had a bing. There, there's one book that's the number one selling book on Amazon for photography. And I thought, okay, I've never even heard of this dude. How did he do this? You know, that because yeah. for a topic like that, if you're number one book for photography, you're selling a lot of money. That's wow. Um, yeah. And so I looked and it's because on the very first page, he says, hey, we got a forum just for people who read this book. I, I recorded seven hours of audio for you just for people who bought the book. You know, if you have a question, email it to me. I'll answer it to you for free. Uh, you know, I mean, just, whoa, just crazy value adds there um, that nobody would expect when they buy a book. And so think about it that way. Think not just in terms of how can this book have great content? I mean, of course, but also think about like, what could I do that when somebody turns the first page of this book, they're like, whoa, I had no idea I was getting this kind of value. And then suddenly you're going to get some really nice reviews. It's amusing that you say that because only this morning as we were talking about um, uh, making making money from creating an ebook or a book, just this morning we were thinking, you know what we can do and that we do well is we produce we produce audio content and I think well. And so mm-hmm. one thing we were going to do is tie in audio content to a physical or a PDF or a, an, an online ebook so that when people got this book, they would have bonus content from audio that they can then, or, or even images that they can then pull from the book that's not obviously in the book. So let's say somebody's, they actually order the paper version of the book. They could sit there, uh, read the book, get to a, a QR code or to a, um, a link and with their smartphone, they can now listen to some uh, some audio that we produce. That's, it doesn't even have to be that long, but it's just bonus content. We just we just thought about that this morning. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And and another thing you can do is, and this one's uh, this strategy is going to be a little bit iffy in your in your current situation. For me, it's going to be perfect. But for you guys, I'm not sure that it would be. So the idea I've been thinking about 
uh, and I think I will do with my next book is I the reason that I'm writing a book is yeah it's gonna earn money but mostly because I want to get new people into my brand uh, if I, I I have stuff to sell to my current audience but I want to get new people who are the book readers and get them into my my brand so what I'm gonna do is I'm going to announce the launch of the book and I'm going to say hey all my podcast listeners all my send an email out to people who you know are are in my community and say hey if you go buy my book in the next 48 hours just go buy it on amazon and when you buy it forward me your receipt just you know when you get it in your email just just click forward and send it to receipts at jim.com and uh and when that and when i get it I'm going to send you a full refund on PayPal, <laughs> a full oh, refund. Wow. Um, and then I lose 30%. So I'm paying for them to get the book. But what that means is like I could get a hundred thousand people to buy my book in a day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just murder the bestseller list <laughs> and just kill uh, the Amazon <coughs> rankings because then it's uh, it's people who actually went to Amazon and did purchase. So Amazon sees the conversion rate is through the roof for this sure. product. And suddenly I uh, it's it's untested. I haven't tried this yet, but <laughs> that's a great, I'm that's a very good idea, excited though. about this method. <laughs> Well, I, I think it, you're right, um, and that's good discernment, is, is your numbers are so high. You've got such a huge following that, uh, you know, that, that kind of data to Amazon and, and everything, that, that would certainly work out. And so paying the, the amount through PayPal, it's, it's almost like paying for advertising, but that's a great strategy. Yeah, and another way that you could do it, if, if that's not a good fit for you, and it probably isn't in your situation, right. um, what what I would do is I would just ask your listeners to buy the book and then give them some really nice value adds if they do, not just things that everybody gets when they buy the book. For example, you're good with audio and you have a nice setup. How about write the book and then just create an audio version and say, hey, if you guys go buy the book on, on Amazon, forward me your receipt and I'll send you the EPUB version for your Kindle and I'll send you an audio version of the book for free and uh, I don't know, maybe some other kind of see what we can put together for you something extra yeah um, mm-hmm. you know treat treat your treat your current audience really well right um and uh and that can work really well all right so we have ebooks we have selling physical products on the website the last area that i want to talk to talk about is events okay now you've told me that there are these super cash meetups whatever you call them what are they called uh their their events are mega events if it exceeds over 500 geocaches believe it or not we've been to mega events around the country where there's thousands two three thousand geocachers that show up to these really well-oiled organized events yeah Okay, now an event like that is going to cost cash to put together, right? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that, I, 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 I'm guessing I, I'm not a serious geocacher, but I, you know, I go run marathons and half marathons. Half marathons are a lot more fun, by the way. Um, <laughs> okay. and, and my guess is it's something on the scale of that to put together. I, I mean, when you have a, a big marathon, not not like one of the tiny little city ones, but you'll have thousands of people there, and you got to have porta potties on every single mile, and you have sponsors and exactly and, and feeds the night before and i mean it's a it's a quite the to do right so i guess with that as my background of kind of thinking how it would be that's going to be too pricey to put together right now maybe mm-hmm. eventually when we can reinvest in the business but right now no but 
you got a good, you got a good audience. So what if you put together a, you know, podcaster Chicago and do you just go to Chicago and you know, maybe it's a free event and you have these kits that you've put together uh, you know, maybe with a podcaster.com t-shirt for the people and, and charge maybe $40 for a, for a $2, for a two day thing, you know, $40. Most people aren't even going to blink about it. If they're into geocaching and you're coming to their city. Yeah. I mean, most people are just going to go for something like that and, uh, you know, give them a nice kit of something, some nice swag and, and have, you know, a fun event, fun things for them to do, but you know, really only expect 50 people to come. Uh, that, that's something that you could, you could really start putting together and, and each time you do one, you know, scale it up just a little bit. Now, Hey, uh, I think we could put off, pull off a 200 person event this time and, and, uh, and move on up from there. Is that something you think you could do? Well, yeah, I, I think it's certainly possible, but what, um, I've, I've just sort of thought of something that's related to that. We've got a lot of listeners who have put on events around the world. Mm-hmm. And so with their help, we might be able to certainly, especially non-localized. I mean, we, we have a certain amount of listeners here in San Diego where we, where we uh, live and transmit from, right? Um, but obviously the reach of how many people would all, all come to San Diego is limited. But you're right. If we went to other cities where uh, uh, our listeners also exist but somehow worked with some of our local listeners there to help us get the event started, that might, that might be something that's definitely possible. Right. And another thing you can do is take these these mega events, the ones that, you know, there's obviously some real cash behind and and send an email out to them. Say, hey, we're the number one podcast on iTunes for this. We have a website, been doing it for nine years. They probably even know who you are Um, and and say, hey, uh, I could send a lot of people to this event. Would you give me a you know, I don't know what the event costs, but, you know, would you give me a. 30% 30% of, of the people that I send to the event, uh, huh, you know, good. you know, things like that. And, and, uh, this kind of thing happens behind the scenes all the time, but it happens all the time sure. uh, with, with people have audiences. I, I get, uh, this kind of request from companies running events pretty regularly saying, Hey, you know, throw me a bone here. Let talk about my event and, and, mm-hmm. uh, I'll pay you to get, to get people there. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. good, good ideas. So I I think those are probably your most likely ways to start monetizing. But I think most importantly uh, is we need to look at the business through new eyes and and make today a day that kind of things change from what's been happening in the past. I want you to sit down and say, what have what do we have to do to maintain what we have, you know? I need, it's going to take me two hours to make this podcast. I'm going to record in one take. I'm going to have all the audio, everything in there, and it's going to be published 10 minutes after the recording. I, I, I want that done, and I'm, I will not dedicate more than one day a week to the podcast. Okay? Mm-hmm. I still got five days five days that I'm going to be working, take a day off, um, and on Monday I'm going to do this, Tuesday I'm going to do this, and then sprint after whatever goal uh, you can do. You know, maybe you could dedicate one day of the week to a new YouTube channel, and the rest of the days are, are writing. Or maybe you are going to say, oh, right away, we got to start a product right now. And then we're going to add one day a week that we're blogging, you know, whatever it is, but, uh, but, but, but doing that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. So put ourselves on a schedule essentially. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay. I, now I, I guess I, I didn't mention the one other that is podcast ads. You, you said you have uh, three to 3,500 downloads per episode. Is that right? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And, and, but I didn't hear money coming from the podcast. Is that also right? Not from ads, if that's what you mean. Yeah. Have you considered putting <clears throat> ads in or do you have a hesitation for that? You know, we've been approached by certain companies and our hesitation is, are, are they, are they related to geocaching and something that our, our listeners would want? Um, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, other than that, there's not a lot of, um, and, and you, you probably know this about podcasting, especially some of the larger names out there. And we've approached them, we've written them, but they don't understand podcasting and how, how um, focused it is. They're, they're looking for metrics and numbers that are, you know, in the tens and tens of thousands yes. of, of listeners. And so even though we've got a dedicated, loyal bunch of listeners, you know, 3,500 downloads, um, they, they don't understand that as being even more significant than even, you know, 50,000 people who are listening on the radio. Right. So it's, it's hard to approach them and, and to get that kind of sponsorship. I do understand that for sure. What I what I would do is I would contact um, somebody who can sell the ads for you. Um, I've tried selling my own podcast ads. It's tough for the exact reasons you say. Um, you need to find somebody who, who really knows the business and has those ends. The The broker that I'm using is themidroll.com. Midroll, M-I-D-R-O-L-L. Uh, like, like a midroll and ad in the middle of the show. Okay. Um, I'm just starting adding ads. I have not done this for a year and a half of podcasting. I've not had ads on my show. And, and I've always kind of felt like, eh, that's going to hurt the brand, whatever. And then I, I was listening the other day to Dave Ramsey, who's an awesome show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure many of you know it. And yes. he, he had an ad for blinds.com in there. And I listened to it, didn't really think anything of it. And all of a sudden, just ding, just like a clear point. And I just thought, did I think less of Dave Ramsey because he was talking about buying blinds for your house? Uh-huh. No, hmm. I did not. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I thought, this is an ad. Let's wait for the show to start again. It's just not that big of a deal. Now, mm-hmm. if you're if you're advertising for something stupid like payday <laughs> loans or Viagra, well, right. yeah, that can be pretty embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But um, other than that, I, I think this is another one of those things where we need to say, uh, this is a business and we need to earn money. And we've been doing this for nine years and no money's coming in. It's time for war. Um, so I would, I would contact the mid roll today. I don't know how many they, how many downloads they require to start working with them, but 3000, 3,500 downloads per episode is, is nothing to sneeze at. That's really nice. Mm -hmm. And you may get them to bite. If not, there are others, you know, look for just Google podcast broker and find somebody that will work with you, even with a, a little bit lower of numbers. But, l- but let's crank, let's crunch some numbers. Let's say you put in two pre-roll ads. A pre-roll is the start of the podcast where you say, this is the podcaster podcast uh, sponsored by Garmin. Uh, Garmin is awesome. Go buy from them. That's it. That was it. It was 15 seconds long. And okay. then a mid-roll ad is between the 20% mark to the 40% mark. You know, in the first 20 minutes of your of your episode, you're going to say, now let's take a minute to, to thank our sponsors. And then you say, I love Garmin. They're awesome. The other day, you know, I bought a Garmin, blah, blah, blah. Talk for 60 seconds. Um, so the pre-roll is worth $14. The mid-roll okay. is worth about $23. So that's worth $37 for one advertiser, but we're probably going to put two ads in each podcast. That's very standard. And so that $74 
per episode um, that you're per thousand listens and you have 3,500. So $74 times three uh, or 3.5 and that's $259 um, per episode of the podcast. It took you uh, 60, you know, it took you a minute and 20 uh, to have an ad in there. And now you earn 260 bucks. Now you always worry about what are my listeners going to think about this? I had an right. experience the other day that also helped me to finally turn the corner on podcast ads. I've always been against them. I, I was meeting with, um, with somebody, uh, in person that listened to, to my podcast and, and they said something, I can't remember how they worded it. They didn't mean it to sound rude at all. Uh, but they said basically something like, now, now I know you don't have like advertisers. You're not like one of those big companies or anything. <laughs> and uh, and it just hit me for a second that people do kind of equate not having ads with, you're kind of a little, try. you know, you're trying. Yeah. But, uh, uh-huh. and I just thought that is weird i i you know i wouldn't think of that and i do listen to podcasts that have no ads and i don't think of it but but a lot of people who do feel that way um and so you know we listen to the radio we watch tv we go to google ads are everywhere i don't think less of google because they have ads it's just part of the production uh and the same is true of almost every podcast i listen to and so suddenly i realized that whoa i was way off and i've turned down a lot of money uh from podcasting and for no reason that's just kind of dumb uh Mm. so anyway that's that's my take on it i i think it's time to add them yeah that's a good point i i kind of had the same perception as well but I, i think there is a subtle nuance when people hear, you know, you're sponsored by blah 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 and huge company, and like, oh, they mm-hmm. must they, they must be somebody, <laughs> you know. That's that's an yeah. interesting perspective, yeah. Well, I hope this has uh, provided you a little bit of direction where to go. I'm excited for you. I uh, I, I I I don't want to get too personal, but uh, I I know what it's like to 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 be seeing the numbers in your bank account every money and see. Uh, things aren't going well and mm-hmm. not having the work that you need. Um, so I, yeah, I, and I don't know exactly where you are, but, but I, I can feel that in you that, that, uh, that, that bit of worry and, and you, you've done a lot of work for a lot of years to build this up. It's going to take turning a corner and, and doing some things very differently in this business and putting your mm-hmm. foot down and starting to play hardball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in a nice way, right. uh, but, uh, <laughs> But but you can do this. I'm really excited for you, and and I know you're gonna gonna see some success here. Well, I appreciate it, Jim. And I think what resonates with us is uh, going back into your podcast and listening to where where you started, where you came from, and your your motivation to to, to do what you're doing. And it's it's motivating us. It's encouraging, and uh, we're excited too. We're looking forward to to making some changes that'll that, that are going to make a difference. So we we appreciate your insight. Well, great. Thank you much. And I'll be sure to link over to podcaster.com on the show notes. All right. Thanks so much, Jim. Thanks, Jim. See you guys. When you're serious about launching your website, check out Jim's free step-by-step tutorials at IncomeSchool.com. Income School is a production of Improv Photography, LLC. Any opinions expressed by guests and callers do not reflect those of Improv Photography, LLC. Results mentioned not typical. Some links mentioned are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Some calls simulated. Improv Photography, LLC is not a law firm and does not give legal or tax advice. Always seek the advice of a competent licensed CPA or lawyer licensed in your jurisdiction before making business decisions.